Hello, GM, GM. Welcome to another episode of the Dead NFT Artist Society podcast. I'm your host, Meta David Eve. Our next guest is Massa, an Iranian artist based in Canada. Massa is a successful artist best known for a colorful hardship series, as well as W Forever and Becoming Meta. I hope you enjoy this episode. But first, a word from our sponsors. Dead NFT Artist Society is proudly brought to you by NFT Champ, a company out of Southern California that creates custom displays for your rarest NFTs at an affordable price. They print your NFT and frame it in a 4x4-inch acrylic display. Simply provide your OpenSea link and they'll pull your image, rank, address, and generate a scannable QR code to OpenSea on the back of the display. These are perfect for NFT collectors or projects looking to hold a physical version of their rarest NFT. Shipping is free in the US and they send within 48 hours of purchase. Grab yours today at nftchamp.metadavideth.com and you'll get a discount again. That's nftchamp.metadavideth.com. Gemini is a simple, elegant, and secure platform to build your crypto portfolio that allows you to buy your Bitcoin, Ethereum, and crypto instantly. Gemini currently supports over 60 different types of cryptocurrencies and with interest rates at 8.05% APY, it'll give you a leg up on beating inflation. Head over to gemini.metadavideth.com and sign up for Gemini today. Ledger is the smartest way to secure your crypto holdings. Its hardware wallets are trusted by over 4 million customers and can secure, manage, and store over 1,800 crypto assets. Using the Ledger Live app, you will have a one-stop shop for your crypto needs. Buy, sell, exchange, and grow your assets with Ledger's partners easily and securely. Head over to ledger.metadavideth.com and take self-custody today. Hey, Massa, welcome to the podcast. Hi, David. Thank you for having me. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much. So, uh, you know, I came across you uh, through uh, Instagram, actually, normally not a medium that I use very often. I'm mostly a Twitter guy. And I saw a lot of your uh, different pieces that you have, and they were all very beautiful. And, you know, I was like, you know what? I have to have Mass as a guest on my podcast one day. <laughs> Thank so you I'm so much. Oh, so, yeah. I'm so happy to have you. Uh, so let's introduce you to our listeners. So tell us about yourself. Uh, okay. My name is Matt Simon, Iranian artist and currently live in Canada. Um, I have always, um, loved creating art and painting, uh, since I was a child. Uh, but like many young artists, um, in Iran, even though I had a passion in art, uh, but I studied management. Uh, because as they, we, we told, the management and engineering has a future. Uh, and uh, honestly, I never enjoyed to study um, management and it's frustrated for me. Uh, but finally, six years ago, I said that's enough and I started to learning professionally painting. Um, and I started with uh, traditional painting, which a watercolor and uh, acrylic and um it's been one year that i am um, i'm also doing digital art especially in the nft space so um 
are you like a self-taught artist or did yes. you take courses to um before uh in iran i um have a, a teacher she's a famous artist i started uh, with her with traditional painting but for digital yes i started by myself and uh, just uh, passed some course in california art uh, but um, I don't have a background in digital art. So yes, I'm a self-taught artist in digital. So how was that transition going from uh, physical working with like acrylic and watercolor to now, I assume you're using an iPad. I feel like most artists uh, yes, do. Yes, uh, yeah. I use the uh, iPad, but um, if I want to say transition is, so it's, really different uh, word digital and physical because in physical i can touch the canvas and uh, do you know the feeling is completely different mm -hmm. uh, but um in digital also it's really enjoyable for me because uh i can use of color and also i can undo and try again um so um i can compare these two with together because they are completely different i can say this is difficult or this is difficult um but both of them are are really uh enjoyable for me so uh which one do you enjoy doing the most? Do you enjoy doing the physical or the digital? Like, how do you split your time? Is it like I'm like 80% digital, 20% physical these days? Or is it like I'm 100% physical? Or I'm sorry, not physical. Obviously, you're not 100% physical because otherwise we wouldn't see any artwork posted on Foundation OpenSea that we're going to get into in a little bit. So what's that split looking like? Like, which where are you at right now? Uh, for NFT space, I uh, completely use a digital art because I work with Procreate, uh, but um, and um, all of my piece on foundation and OpenSea are digital, complete, fully digital. Uh, but I have a plan to can combine this together, this two, this two one way together. For example, I have a plan to use uh, watercolor and mix it with digital art, uh, but I didn't still, I didn't use this, uh, but I think it would be good because the physical also, do you know, has a, it's valuable, but if you can uh, put it on the digital, it's, I don't know, really good. Do you spend more of your time uh, doing digital art or physical art nowadays? Uh, nowadays, I uh, mostly digital. But, but if uh, I, I never leave the uh, physical forever, because if I stop to working uh, with physical, you know, I don't know how to say it. Um, I, in, in all the day, I try to at least use the, I don't just use the line, draw line, sure. you know, because I, I, I don't want to forget to how to use that pencil brush in physical. Uh, so, but uh, for for uh, for my NFTs uh, pieces, I just use digital. Okay, so it sounds like uh, you transitioned into like digital art, but then at some point you're like, I want to become an NFT artist. 
How did you find out about like NFTs? <clears throat> what got you into that space? How did you get red pilled, as they call it? Um, we are means in uh, trans transition to physical to digital. How did you get into like NFTs? What? How did you hear about okay. them? Yeah. Okay. 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 My partner, uh, he's a data scientist, so he knows about the news about Web three and NFT. So at the first, he uh, told me about the NFTs. So after that, I searched about it and um, read about how to how can I uh, enter the NFT space. So at the first, I hear from my uh, partner. Oh, that's funny because uh, my wife, um, she likes doing art on the side. Um, so she paints, like she goes to painting class every week. And I've been trying to get her to do NFTs, but uh, I haven't been able to persuade her uh, to do that. But uh, I've got to talk to your husband, I think, <laughs> to get the, you know, <laughs> get the inside scoop on how to be more persuasive about that. So kudos to him. Um, so we looked, uh, I looked at your collection and I know that you have three different collections that I wanted to talk about. Uh, one of them's colorful hardship, right? And that's yeah. on open The other one is W forever yeah. and that's on foundation. And then you have another collection on foundation becoming meta, right? Uh, yeah. Becoming meta, meta is on a manifold. Uh, oh, okay. I'm sorry. It's money. Yeah. Uh, manifold is um, oh manifold. Me... It's on a, a smart contract. Smart then. contract, yes. Gotcha. Okay, so let's start with uh, colorful hardship, the one on OpenSea. Tell yeah. us about that collection. Uh, this is my first collection, and uh, I love this collection because of the story, the description about uh, all of my pieces. Really valuable for me because uh, this collection is very good stories of uh, women. I know them or I hear about them. Um, they are women who have sacrificed uh, themselves and their own uh, colors to create a happy world, happy and colorful uh, world for uh, loved ones. They are really single mother or um, single mother, assist, uh, hardworking sister or faithful partners. Uh, so this collection is really, um, you know, really valuable for me because I know about the woman I draw about them, you know, inspired of some real woman. So they are based on real people then, if I understand correctly? Um, uh, yes, I, I just, uh, about the story, do you know, uh, I hear about the story uh, do you, in in this collection, most all of the women are gray. Yes, I saw um, that. Yeah, but I added some colorful um, flower scenes or something like this. Uh, do you know who can uh, show uh, that woman want to uh, create a happy world for around them? Okay, I follow. So uh, they're the women themselves. Yeah, I noticed that that they're shades of like gray and they're black white um but the surrounding around them is always colorful exactly and that was your first collection yes this is my first collection and uh most of the uh pieces sold out are sold out i think um it's still just two or three pieces available okay and for that collection uh 
once it sells out, that's it? Or are you going to continue adding more pieces to it? Is it going to be an ongoing collection? Um, I don't have any plan for this, but because, um, as I mentioned, this is my favorite collection. Maybe I can continue to this with new style, you know, mm-hmm. um, new style about the drawing, not about the, the concept is not changed. Just about the technique. I, t- I uh, talk about the technique of drawing. Okay. I noticed that uh, they're also very diverse in their names. Um, mm-hmm. Is there any significance to the names or? No, I just used a random name for them. Okay. Um, so the next collection I wanted to talk a little bit about was uh, W Forever. That one's on foundation. Yeah. Uh, it's on foundation and this is my new collection um, uh, this at, at this moment uh, it's uh, four piece or uh, the three of them are, are sold out um, three out of the four are sold uh, yeah they are sold out so oh, congratulations that's very good yeah uh, thank you so much um, W Forever in this collection I want to celebrate um and share the beauty, strength, emotion, um, and thought of being a woman. Um, uh, so how is it different than uh, the colorful hardship? What's the difference in terms of theme for the two? The colorful hardship is different with this because um, do you know that the women on that collection are gray. Mm-hmm. But in this collection, I used a lot of color. It's, I, I do, do you know, I love uh, to play with color. They are, it's give me a good feeling. Uh, for this reason, I, um, for, for my last collection, I tried to use a lot of color to can show my happiness, my feelings uh, in that items. Okay, and I imagine for the foundation collection, you're going to continue adding that to that uh, yes, collection. For sure. That's not a retired collection. Uh, no, uh, my uh, W forward. Uh, I want. I I have a plan to add in uh, this week. Or uh, do you know? I have a plan uh, for at least I add one one item in each week in this collection. But anyway, I also have the Becoming Meta collection. So for this also, I should uh, have one item in each week. In pair of weeks, sorry. Um, so that brings us to the next collection, Becoming Meta. Tell us a little bit about that. So we know it's uh, on Manifold. It's a smart contract. Um, mm-hmm. And for the listeners, uh, I know it's a little technical talk, but essentially means it's accessible on every you know market. Not every, but you know, most of the mainstream marketplaces, you can find it on like OpenSea, you can find it on Rarible. Um, so you don't have to go to like one particular uh, platform to purchase it. Um, so I don't mean to get too technical, but I'll just ask you what, insp- uh, what uh, motivated you to, you know, go on your own smart contract? Uh, for for Manifold, uh, I learned about one of my colleagues, um, I don't know. He wants to say his name, his name or no, but uh, his name is Crypto Jackass. He um, he told me about this, uh, the, um, how the importance of having my work. It's my own uh, a smart contract uh, because um, 
I think it's safe for the art if uh, if any platform I I don't know which uh, start to banning me or close my accounts. Uh, that's all of my pieces still on um, stay on the uh, blockchain, and it's safe. Uh, for this reason, I think manifold it's it's good for me. So, uh, but in manifold, um, if if you have created an account on Manifold, you can list your item on OpenSea or Foundation or Rarible or Tria, all of them. But um, my, I listed my Becoming Meta on OpenSea. But if anybody um, want to buy uh, one of my art uh, in this collection, they can also make an offer on Foundation because um, uh, I sold one of my this item on foundation, one of them is on OpenSea. It's available all the marketplace. Yeah, I, I think you bring up a really good point. Um, I've always been an advocate of artists using smart contracts and using platforms such as Manifold and I'm not being you know endorsed by them or anything or paid to say that uh, by Manifold uh, for exactly the reasons that you outlined, which is that it gives the artist control over like their art. So if for whatever reason, and you know, sometimes it's very random, um, a platform has, you know, their 10 or two cents on uh, a particular art piece or a particular artist and they get removed from it, they're not removed off the blockchain, for example, exactly. you know, so to speak. They're still there. Uh, whereas with, you know, if you're listed only on like OpenSea, it's lazy minting, which means that technically that piece doesn't live on the blockchain. It does when the piece becomes minted. Um, but, you know, if the downside of, I mean, it, the upside is, is that you don't have to pay up front for uh, minting the NFT, whereas on Manifold, and I think that's probably the artist's biggest apprehension about going on, um, on a smart contract is they have to pay up front to have your NFT minted uh, to have it, you know, on the blockchain. Uh, whereas you don't have to necessarily do that on OpenSea, it becomes minted on the smart contract upon purchase. Uh, but as a result of that, if you're on OpenSea um, and you're using uh, lazy minting, if for whatever reason, you know, OpenSea decides to ban you, uh, you lose everything, um, exactly. you know, and you have to kind of hope that you have everything backed up. So just wanted to unpack that for our listeners that, uh, especially the art artist ones, uh, uh, there are very many good reasons for you to go on Manifold, um, which is one example of a platform where you can take control of your contract. So um, hats off for you to for taking, you know, the plunge there um, and having your own contract. Uh, so I saw that, like, I think a common theme across all three different um, platform uh, collections is that the hair is always white right yeah yeah um uh, yes uh, most of um, most of no all of my uh arts they the woman has a white hair yeah okay so um, let's say all of them first, have white hair yeah uh, first of all um i enjoy to creating art uh, that can express my feeling and emotion um i as a woman in a general woman um may go through uh that is why uh you will see all of my women has emotion and feelings um uh, i have always loved drawing women 
especially with white hair, and show the emotion uh, through their eyes and poses. But about the white hair, I don't have any special reason why I use the white hair. I just can uh, say because uh, white is my favorite color, so I love to uh, use the white for the hair. If uh, someone, a collector, sees, you know, your style and white hair, they know for sure it's coming from NASA. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Uh, so on uh, Instagram, I was looking through your Instagram um, and the different stories that you have on there. And then uh, as you talked about earlier, you've done, uh, like that was your first foray into art, like many artists is uh, physical art. And there's, you know, uh, videos of you painting on, um, you know, canvases. Um, do you sell those canvases or, uh, are they just kind of like, in my wife's case, they're just kind of all in uh, one of our mm -hmm. rooms here, or, uh, mm -hmm. is that like a thing that you do for as a hobby or is it, um, a sales venture for you or what does that look like? About the physical? Yes. Um, uh, in these days I didn't use the freeze, um, use the canvas or, you know, the acrylic. Um, but I, do you know, I should start because, um, because this is my, I, I don't know how to say, this is my first, uh, professionally painting. I use the traditional acrylic and watercolor. Um, but do you know, the feelings of physical are really different. Uh, it's can, can say it's a little bit difficult because if you, uh, do the wrong in, in painting, you can raise it, you can clean it. I should yeah, start again. For example, about the watercolor, uh, when I start to drawing, if I do um, some problem on that, I can't clean it. So I should, I should uh, throw, out, throw out and start again, a new paper. Uh, but anyway, um, I love that physical painting. So like you know, on one of your stories, uh, you have uh, a video of you uh, doing like an abstract piece. Yeah, abstract, yes. This is this this piece is uh, for one of my customers. She uh, actually, she ordered me for uh, her office and um, she a fan of abstract art. So uh, I did it for her, um, and uh, yes, I I think I have three, four four painting in abstract, but abstract is not my style. But anyway, um, I I can't say I don't like it. I like it because, uh, as I mentioned, I love to play with color and uh, create something special about my feeling. So abstract uh, can uh, help to um, show my feeling on the canvas. Yeah. Can people slide you a DM then on Instagram or Twitter and ask for like a custom piece, a physical one, or is yeah. that something you're open yeah. to? Yeah, one of my collector asked me, um, he told me, I, I checked your Instagram I, and see you have some physical art. Um, I, um, if you, see, if you see my Instagram, I have some pieces, they are a classic car. I draw with water, with acrylic. So he asked me, did you, um, still working on the canvas? Because I love that painting. 
uh, and um, uh, yes, they some some of them order to me to can throw the physical with uh, watercolor and ac acrylic, but I didn't, <laughs> still didn't. Because do you know because I because I'm a self-taught artist in digital, uh, in I I try to in daily add um you know learn more about digital more technical in different technical um but uh yeah i sh i also should continue to physical beside of the digital art so in the physical uh world uh you mentioned that um abstract is not you know your jam it's not your favorite thing necessarily to paint so what are some of the uh physical things that you really get gratification you really enjoy painting uh if i want to start to uh, start again to physical painting i love to uh draw women same as my digital art on the canvas but um, um honestly i prefer to use watercolor you know the feeling um watercolor is completely different also with mm -hmm. acrylic. Um, I think uh, I think maybe the next week I started to draw my woman, same as my collection, to paper with watercolor. Very cool. Uh, so shifting gears a little bit, do you collect art yourself? I'm always interested in artists uh, mm -hmm. telling their story about like if they collect their art, uh, other artists art and what kind of art they collect. So are you a collector yourself? Yes, I, I think I uh, collected some pieces, three or four, I, I'm not sure. Um, some of them are, uh, they are, they are my friends, which I love their art. So I collected from them. And um, I, I think I also collected from some project because i love them i think um i collected two or three piece of some project uh so not, for, there... not for invest sorry not for invest just for because i love this style it's art for the art's sake it's not an investment vehicle is what you're saying yeah are there any particular styles that you gravitate towards or uh elements that you you see within art that really draw your attention uh, sorry, I, I couldn't understand. Uh, so I'll say for me, like, I really like cubism art, you know, oh, gotcha. um, um, and I do, I'm part of that constituency similar to your collector. I actually do like abstract art too. So for you, uh, what are the ones that you really like? Um, if I want uh, to talk about my favorite, I should say when I, when I was a child, my favorite is miniature yeah miniature it's almost in in my country we have a lot of uh, valuable piece in miniature um i i love the details they are so clean and do you know the color are so amazing um i think my favorite is miniature that's your favorite style so if you see one of those there's a high likelihood that mass is going to go on OpenSea Foundation, Rarible, mm -hmm. Tezos, whatever it is, and hit the buy button. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think so. All right. Um, so I know that our listeners always like to hear about like the artists on a personal level. So uh, I'm going to ask you, what do you enjoy doing for fun? 
Um, like what are your hobbies uh, aside from art, obviously, but like, what, know. Do you, what do you enjoy doing? Uh, do you know the most, if I want to say I'm, I'm, I'm as an NFT artist, my, my most of my time, I'm busy for drawing, but if I find that little bit time, I go out for running or for doing workouts, uh, or, um, hang out with my friends. And uh, watch, for example, watching series. And this is my hobbies. So when you're uh, talking to your friends there, I'm going to ask this because uh, I kind of have a response to this for myself personally. Um, do your friends understand this NFT space when you're talking to them about it? Or is it kind of just going over their head? Um, if they, they are not in NFT space? Yeah, like, is it something yeah. that they know? Do they understand it? Because I know in my case, most of my friends, because it's a very small, you know, percentage of the world population that's doing mm -hmm. this, they don't know it, they don't understand it, they don't understand why I'm paying for something that they can just like right click. So uh, I'm just kind of curious within the circle that you're in, are they NFT people or do they think that we're all crazy or what is what does that look like? Exactly. My situation also same as you, because when I talk about the NFT with my friends, they really, they most of them, they are shocked and say why why for example i when i talk with them about the big projects you know same as board ape or crypto mm -hmm. punk and uh, for example i show them to my friends and they just shocked wow how how can <laughs> it's hundreds of thousands of dollars it's like you can exactly. buy a house or a picture of an ape <laughs> and you know, exactly. people are picking the picture of an ape but do you know i can understand how this piece valuable but uh, for, the, for the other people, they are not in this space. It's really weird for them. For how can, uh, for example, can sell your digital art to some collector or how, for example, um, how they use your art. For example, they, part, they uh, create exhibition or something like this. Uh, but anyway, um, they, this is so interesting for them to uh, know about more about the NFTs? 100%, I think, especially the ones that are in, like, that are artists, um, I think the NFT space affords them with a lot of different uh, abilities that they didn't have before, because in the physical world, your audience is limited. Um, it's based on, you know, whoever sees your artwork, which, you know, you might not be as accessible, uh, versus like in the non-physical world, the NFT world, you've got a global audience. So anyone in the world, you know, that has an internet connection, has crypto can purchase it. Uh, so you're becoming monetized. And then you've got the element of perpetuity too, meaning that uh, when your piece resells, you will continue making royalties on, you know, resells for most artists that have royalties set up. Um, as a collector, the nice benefit is, is that, um, it's something that I don't have to necessarily store, make sure that, you know, the weather and the elements are not getting to it and it doesn't deteriorate. It just sits, you know, in the clouds of whether it's AR weave or IPFS. So yeah, we absolutely want to get more, you know, especially artists into the space because there's just so many benefits over the physical one. You're eliminating the middle people like galleries and brokers, which are limitations within the physical one. So on that note, um, I'll leave it with one last question for you. Uh, what 
What advice do you have for new? This is a common question I ask. Uh, what advice do you have for artists that are just thinking about entering the space or just starting up in the space? Um, if I want to say any special sentence for the artists, um, um, do you know, I want to say enjoy creating their own art and enjoy expressing themselves because I think this is the most important for all the artists. So have fun doing it, you know, uh, exactly. and don't think about the money necessarily or everyone exactly. buying the pieces. Just make art Enjoy. for the sake of art. Have fun doing it and everything will take care of itself. Exactly. Hey, listen, I really appreciate your time. Uh, you were a great guest, uh, very successful artist. Again, I'm so happy to have you. I wish you all the best. Thank you for having me. This is amazing uh, podcast for me also.